Welcome to Jurassic World. Welcome to Jurassic World Minute, where we visit Jurassic World one minute at a time. Enjoy the ride. I'm Brad. I'm Dave. And here we are, the big 5-0 minute 50. It took us a little while, we got here finally. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to have this celebration again when we get to 100, uh, because this film's a lot longer than the, uh, the previous movies, movies we've covered, but uh, 50, it's a good number, and we finally have some Jurassic to talk about so, without any ado, uh, before we get into minute 50, we're going to go over and check out IMDb for the Jurassic operator. Uh, I'm going to butcher this name again, Matty Car Cardopoli. <laughs> oh, I, I think know. it was uh, Matty Caterapple. Perfect, <laughs> that's it. Um, of course, here the uh, Jurassic operator, in who's uh, only seen in Jurassic World. We can only assume that he got off the uh, island with the rest of the visitors, even though normally park staff are not allowed into the lifeboats, but uh, I can't recall if we see him back in the hangar at the end of the film anyway. But much like uh, a lot of the other cast in this film, I don't think I've seen anything else he's been in. Uh, I did see the Lemony Snicket's Netflix show, but I cannot remember him from that, and I haven't watched Stranger Things, so... I've kind of watched Stranger Things in and out, so I probably haven't really caught him. I do know that we interviewed him for the Jurassic Park Legacy podcast, so he is um, he or he did do an interview with us a couple years back. I think it was like a couple months after Jurassic World came out. Nice. We had him on. Oh no, he's in Dumb and Dumber too. <laughs> I still haven't seen that. It's probably a good thing. And drill bit Taylor. It's been too long since I've seen that. Uh, so yeah, link here to uh, his IMDb. He's got a few projects on the uh, on the go, and Bollocks is still working on uh, Stranger Things. So good luck to him. He uh, definitely has a presence <laughs> presence in this film. Uh, so Dave, how about we get to it? All right. As we're in the 49 Jurassic World. The monorail dropped Zack and Gray off at the monorail station, and was heading back to the resort. As we open on minute 50, we get a glimmer shot of Jorosphere Station, sitting high in Gallimomas Valley, as we can hear Gray telling Zack all about fossilisation. At the 10 second mark, we cut the Zack and Gray in line waiting for the Jorosphere, 
as Zack begins to stare at some young ladies in another line. And he tells Gray to shut up. 20 second mark. Gray sees what Zack's staring at. Says, what do you think is going to happen from you just staring at him? And then either because they heard him, or they were just freaked out by the boy looking at them, the girls laughed and boarded the gyrosphere. At the 33 second mark, another gyrosphere approaches and opens its doors as Gray and Zack board. At the 43 second mark, before the boys even get their seatbelts done up, the door closes and the hamster ball begins to roll out of the station, getting a second over-enthusiastic compliment from the ride operator. Enjoy the ride. As the minute ends, the operator's phone rings and he picks it up, answering hello. Uh, as we open on minute 50, we transition from the monorail uh, on the mountains to a... Oh, it's almost a lens flare, but we get a get that flare of the sun off the roof of the uh, gyrosphere station. And Gray has a uh, voiceover telling Zach all about the fossilisation process that I thought, but later know it's, uh, it's getting DNA from uh, amber and from the bones. We cut to the station as a gyrosphere leaves uh, the embarkation area. And we pan across the platform as Gray is still going on rambling about, or rambling to Zach, and he looks bored, really bored about this conversation, which makes you wonder how it started in the first place. <laughs> but we get a uh, we get a POV from Zach as some girls talk in the line ahead of him, and uh, one looks over his way, and he just stares creepily at her. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much what he does through most of this movie. Yeah, he's not even trying to hide it. He's just staring. Not really, no. No. <laughs> well, I love here. Gray notices and increases his volume, telling Zach, even if the amber mines dry up, they'll still have bones, and that's when he just tells him to shut shut up as he continues to stare at the girl. So he was obviously telling him there that uh, if the amber mines dry up, they'll still got enough uh, bones that they can get DNA from with their new extraction processes. Mm-hmm. Grace sees what he's looking at and asks, what do you think's going to happen if, from you just staring at him? And we cut back to the girls as they giggle amongst themselves and get into the uh, drives here that's just arrived. <laughs> and as we do, we get a sh- great shot here of Zach standing there with his hands on his hips and a look of complete embarrassment on his face. <laughs> and without looking up, he says, thanks, man. And Grey replies, no problem. Which, which sounds like a bit. It sounds like this isn't the first time this has happened. <laughs> Just the way he's... Um, they've counted each other here. But I wonder too if uh, if they heard what Grey... If what Grey said or if they just started laughing at each other because they noticed this creepy boy across the platform staring at him. <laughs> but again, the uh, the whole hassles of being a teenager. <laughs> probably, probably shouldn't mock it too much. <laughs> I was there one day, one time. But the, uh, the girl's drives here departs, and the park worker, under-enthusiastically, says to no one, enjoy the ride. <laughs> he's probably been doing this job for a while, or he's just... He wanted to be in that cage throwing the flare at the T-Rex, and he got stuck at the drive station. <laughs> well, what I remember Maddie telling us was that he was... He was told it was just uh, supposed to react like it was a dull summer job that he wasn't really mm. interested in. Well, again, we talked about the control room and um, amusement parks sort of having all the controls localised. Here, he's not even really doing anything. He's just making sure people aren't pushing in line or, or um, 
Well, that sort of thing. The whole the whole gyroscopes seem to be pretty much automated from start to finish. Even mm-hmm. though he has a control panel here for a lot of knobs and switches that um, might just control the lights <laughs> in the roof of the station. I don't know what else they'd control. Well, this station is actually one of the things that they kept up on the uh, Jurassic uh, Galamimus Valley Ranch. I'm not going to even try to pronounce that off memory. <laughs> well, that's yeah. Let's not let's go into it because I don't have it here. I was going to go and try and find uh, a link to real real news when they were discussing it. But yeah, like the uh, like the helicopter the helicopter pad earlier, then the Indominus uh, paddock uh, or half the walls anyway. They um, built this set high up on that valley uh probably not the most ideal location to be launching big glass heavy balls from um the 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 gyrospheres are problematic but problematic but i'm going to talk more about that because we're going to go to back to dressy-pedia.com to talk all about the gyrospheres next minute but just the location here glass grass traction uh it is picturesque, and as you said, they did leave it up after the after the fact. I think they had a um, premiere party here or something, or a marketing party, where they were uh, on the platform. Something, yeah, something. And I, yeah, I think you can actually. I'm pretty sure I've seen a post that someone got married on it. Cool. Yeah, I think I saw that too. Of course, the Jorothea sign's gone. I'm pretty sure that's in that that uh, undercover area with the old uh, the old military truck that we discussed back in uh, Gallimimus Valley, mm-hmm. that gyrosphere that signs there. But sadly, no gyrospheres. I think there's only one gyrosphere, and that's touring with uh, the expedition, isn't it? Or I'm pretty sure there was one you could get a photo in um, at the start of the expedition, but I don't know. There was one complete one, I think, and then there was a prop made up that was all wrecked mm. by the Indominus. But I know the one that they actually had the actors sitting in didn't actually have the bubble or anything. The bubble was added. Yeah, we'll get, we'll get some links for that when uh, when we get to them traversing the fields because uh, it is quite a sight seeing this this round frame sitting on a <laughs> on an undercarriage getting towed around. Um, we get another another gyrosphere stop and the uh, the gates on the platform open and Zach and Gray climb in and going back to that platform that they uh the gyrosphere was mounted on here i don't know if it's a goof but as we cut to the shot from the front as gray climbs in you can see um the entire gyrosphere sort of rocking like it's on that on that wheeled platform it's not acting like a gyrosphere should act uh, if that counterweight's locked in place and yes the whole ball would wobble back and forth but i don't think the weight of zach's or zach or gray climbing in is going to make the big glass ball move as much as it is here I imagine that the gyrosphere would probably have a locking mechanism on it so that when you're entering and exiting it, it's not constantly rolling around and you just roll well, back yeah, into it. Yeah, it must, be a, must be a power or magnets or something because we do get later, it gets locked in the up, up, like upside down position and then even in uh, Fallen Kingdom mm-hmm. when it takes off for the first time, the whole thing spins before it actually unlocks and doesn't keep them getting tossed around inside it but mm-hmm. which is something else we'll get to in future minutes because the interaction with the uh, the, the mechanical parts on the inside with the glass ball that has no visible wire circuits 
door locks, anything, um, sensors. So, <laughs> well, I think I think that frame we see is supposed to move it around in a circular motion, but it's, it's yeah. Just we'll weird. we'll, we'll talk right. more about it when we get to get to it next minute when we discuss the uh, gyrospheres. Yeah. Yeah. And even the uh, the base of the the platform here that the gyrosphere is sitting on is just concrete. There's no you'd think they have rubber matting down or wood or something to uh, not damage the glass. But as we're going to see in a few minutes, that glass is pretty tough. I do love the I don't know what if someone made a cartoon of the the gyrospheres going through the valley and they drive through some dinosaur poop and it just smears around and around. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I do love that too, which is. Honestly, one of the major uh, defaults of the of the gyrosphere design, though. We'll we'll talk uh, more about yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, As they uh, they strap in and the door closes and the gyrosphere leaves the platform or leaves the station, Zach sort of looks back over his seat as they depart, and uh, we can see this is gyrosphere number seven, which I don't know if it's a callback. I'll call back to the explorers having the uh, visible numbers on them or not, but I just like here that we can uh, identify what number the gyrosphere is, and obviously there's uh, more than seven of them. Much like the conversation we've had before, is there more than five explorers? Uh, we know from the, the, the count in the control room that there's currently 48 out there, but um, yeah, it's just good to see in the number, and once again the park worker says, enjoy the ride. <laughs> so again, as you said, it's just the mundane job Enjoy the ride, enjoy the ride. But uh, it's about to get interesting because as the minute ends, his phone rings and he picks it up and says hello. And uh, as he does, you can sort of see behind him, see that long line of people queuing <laughs> to ride the gyrospheres. And uh, knowing last minute that there's 48 in operation, uh, there's more than 48 people here. So whether they're coming from an underground garage or something to have people put in them, it's midday, you'd think all the gyrospheres would be out being used. Mm-hmm. And... Um, Although we've seen two come in and get loaded with people and didn't have people get out of them, so maybe they are still pulling some from a garage somewhere. And the phone ringing here, seemingly they have better communications to this little platform out the middle of nowhere than what they do to the Indomus enclosure. <laughs> and we talked about all the panels and switches before there as well. Only operating really the safety gates as an e-stop there, so maybe there's something to stop the gyrosphere when it's on the platform if a door doesn't close properly or someone's not in the gyrosphere or something but we don't see any of that because uh, that's not the park running running well uh, anything on that before we get novel comparisons uh, no I think we're good alright uh, according to Neville, according to the novel uh, the boys are in the VIP line here which we don't really get uh, although we are well, they are in one line and the girls are obviously in another line um uh, we don't get Zach staring at the girls. Instead, he sees one getting into a gyrosphere he recognises from the fairy. She glances at him and smiles. He smiles back. Uh, Zach tells Grey to shut up because, of course, he's telling him about all this stuff. Um, Grey turns to see what his brother is looking at. Uh, he, he should have known. I thought things would be different without your dumb girlfriend around. <laughs> uh, and Zach replies, look, you don't get it, but you'll understand one day. Yeah, understand that uh, if you have a girlfriend, you should be looking at other girls, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> and Grey doubles down. Now explain it. What can you do with these girls that you can't do with me? <laughs> um, you, you'll learn that one day too. <laughs> <laughs> Probably best they cut that one out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, 
but the girls do overhear this and giggle, and that's when we get the thanks man line. And uh, the attendant's manually closing the door and says, enjoy the ride, so it's not automated here, which would make a little bit more sense if uh, there's some mechanism outside to shut the doors just so you can't get out. As uh, Muldoon once said, we need locking mechanism on the vehicle doors. <laughs> At the same time, though, I mean, you got this advanced... You got this advanced technology, and you still got to close it by hand. I mean, <laughs> can you save fingerprints? <laughs> I would not yeah. want to get on get in the gyrosphere at the end of the day. You know? Mm. Yeah, it'd be so much different in this COVID world now, too. Hurry up. I want to be the first on the gyrosphere before the guy puts his fingerprints all over it. <laughs> before... <laughs> Anyways, do, they, yeah. do you think they have somebody that cleans it? Like... There'd have to be there'd have to be some sort of cleaning staff. Yeah. Um, not just for this, for any any of the rides. Um, I'm just trying to think. I don't think I've ever been to a zoo and seen anyone wiping down windows during the day. It might be just an end of the day thing, or if someone complains. But I'm sure I'm sure if there was an accident in the gyrosphere and someone uh, vomited or anything like that, I'm sure it'd be pulled out of circulation and cleaned. <laughs> um, although that's what that, that's what should happen. <laughs> I know there's horror stories of people going into movie theaters and seeing vomit or uh, things a lot worse because some people can't leave the film to go to the toilet. But we probably shouldn't go into that either. <laughs> yeah. Mm. So I do have to admit, they should start offering intermission on like these two and a half, three hour movies that they've started showing. If you're going to make a movie two and a half hours, at least give me a chance to go to the bathroom in the middle of it. You know? I'm just... One thing I'm glad is the five films we've got so far, okay, yes, maybe Jurassic World and Fallen Kingdom can sort of go one to the other okay, but there's no need to show all these films back-to-back before Dominion comes out. (laughs) I've done the Fellowship and the Two Towers before Return of the King come out, and that that was 12 hours... I'll never get back. That was a big day. <laughs> but at least they had a half hour or 20 minute intermission between films. Um, when I binge the uh, Lord of the Ring movies, I have to set aside a day for at least each trilogy because you got to watch the extended edition. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. But again, tangenting. Um, David, that's been minute 50. Uh, little milestone there. We've got 50 more to go. Well, we've got a heap more than that, but we've got 50 to go to 100, so let's uh, let's get heavy for today and um, come back at the end of the year for our final episode of the year, Minute 51. All right. <laughs>